Welcome back to another Living Musically podcast. Before we begin today, I just want to say I hope that you guys are all safe with this um, virus spreading around. I hope you guys are all taking the proper precautions, staying safe, washing your hands, staying inside, and trying to avoid others as much as possible. And I hope we can get through this quickly, and I hope it resolves itself, and I hope you guys are all doing well. So as we continue with our journey through Living Musically, today I want to talk about how music is a language. Music, like other languages, they're, they're very similar. There are a lot of things that are that you can draw a comparison to. On the broader scale, it's a way to communicate with others. Music can make you laugh. You can cry. Music can heal you. You know, like much with English can heal you as well with, with words, make you feel better. We're going to talk a little bit later about how I think music can do it a little bit differently and maybe even more effectively towards the end. But if you take music, for example, and and start looking at the the pieces that put music together and how similar they are to to language, we're going to use English as as the main language because that's what I speak and that's what I know. But if you look at the, the bare bones, the actual building blocks of the English language, the smallest component we have are letters in English. So in music, we have the same thing. We have letters just like we do in English. Those letters happen to be a lot less. So in in English language, we have 26 letters. In music, we have actually 12, even though there are actually seven different letters. Um, It's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. When you start incorporating the sharps and the flats, there are actually 12 different note names. So it's really like having 12 different letters. So if you think about it, English has 26 and music has 12. That's less than half. And... I think that that because of that, shouldn't music be half as easy as English? If there are less letters to be worried about, it should be easier. But I think we get wrapped up in in thinking about music as being hard. And once you start realizing that it's really not as hard as anything that we do every day, you know, we speak languages every day. We need to start treating music like that language. Speak it every day. So if we take those letters in English and we combine them together, we get words. In music, we call those combined letters chords. And in English, when we take those chords and we put them together in in the right order, we can get sentences. And in music, we call those musical sentences phrases. And then we take in English those those sentences and we put them together into stories or or whatever, a, a, a dialogue between people. Okay, in music, we do the same thing, but we call them pieces. Okay, so with music, the the dialogue isn't just between performer and audience. It can also be between the musicians that are actually performing the piece. So, for example, here's a way that I can use music to influence someone. So this is going to tell someone the next note that's coming. So, for example, if I played this chord... That chord right there tells most people that the next note after this chord is this. In fact, more specifically, we can say that that chord tells us to play this chord next. It's something that we hear many, many times in our music. And the notes in that chord suggest that that is what comes next, okay? That's just an example 
of how all of this inner dialogue can work. Now, when you get really good at understanding how to speak the language of music, you learn that you can actually influence people's dynamics. You can influence their speed and how they perform the piece. And you can even, by playing the right way, you can even make people more relaxed as they're performing. So all of that comes from the language of music and you don't need to use any words. That inner dialogue is really important. Without having that conversation between the musicians, okay, we can put five musicians on a stage and they can be world-class musicians. And if they're not speaking to each other and they're all trying to tell their own story, it's going to sound awful. And that's kind of, that's one of the reasons that I, that I look to music. And this is one of the lessons um, for this week is that one of the things that we need to do as human beings living in this world is we need to listen to each other. We can't get caught up in our own story. We need to interact with other people and learn about their other stories and interact with them. The only way that we will survive as a species is if we start thinking about each other. If we only think about ourselves, we're going to end up killing each other. Victor Wooten had a great calm, a great quote. He was giving, I think it was during one of his commencement speeches that he gave. And he said that if you're the only way you can be self, it's something like this is that the only way you, you can be selfish is if you're thinking about others, because then being selfish is okay. Cause you're thinking about others. And I think that in this world, especially right now with, with this coronavirus that's going on, people are out there, you know, hoarding all of this, you know, toilet paper and food and they're not thinking about others. And I think that this is just a great lesson that, that as humans, we need to start listening more to each other and interacting with each other more. And I think that, that part of this is that that's, this is how it relates to music. If we put those five musicians on the stage and they're, maybe they're great soloists, if they're all playing a different solo at a different time and they're not listening to each other, all it is is noise. But if they start listening to each other and one person takes their turn and then another person takes their turn and then the circle goes around, then we have music. That's how music relates to our lives. If we start listening to each other and what other people need, we can start building this harmony in the world and start changing the world. Now we talked about earlier how music shares a lot of similarities with other languages. But there's a lot of things, or there are a few things anyway, that, that music does differently. And I, and I want to talk about them just a little bit. The first thing is that music is a universal language. If I were, I'm from America, if I were to go to India, the Middle East, Australia, it doesn't matter. As a musician, I know the language of music. The style of music might be different and the traditions of music might be different, but the concepts are the same, okay? The chords are different. Sometimes the rhythm is different. But as a, as, a, as, a, as a structure and as music goes, it's really the same. It's almost like having a different accent, okay? So, you know, here here in, in America, we have, you know, kind of a, a, a New York accent. I'm originally from New York. I don't really have the typical New York accent. And then when you get into the southern area, you have the southern kind of accent. And then there's a, a northern Midwestern accent. It's all the same language. 
but there's different accents. And that's what music is in another country. It's the same language, but just a different accent put on it. But the concepts and the, and the structure is all the same. So just because I'm from a different country doesn't mean that I can't understand someone who speaks musically from a different country. Another thing that's, that makes music different is that music, I would say, is either based in beauty or contains a large portion of beauty inside of it. And one of the nice things about that, because of the beauty inside of music, music can't be hurtful. With other languages, we can say things to other people to hurt them. I can't think of anything that I can do musically to hurt someone else. And I think that's really powerful. That's why I focus on music so much. This is the basis of living musically. Because of this beauty, it eliminates so much of the negativity. I also believe that music has the power to heal. Now I know that with English we can say things to make people feel better, but think about when you're not feeling well, when you're sad, when you're upset, when you're angry, you can turn to music. And music has the ability to change your attitude, change your mind, and put you in a better place. And sometimes that helps with physical problems as well. Sometimes being in the right frame of mind makes you able to deal with pain in a different way. Music is very powerful, and that's what I hope that you guys learn to understand. And I hope you were able to take some of these concepts and bring them into your everyday life. During these uncertain times, I would urge you to just take one piece of what you heard today. And if I had to sum it up, listen to people. Find out what people need, help them. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.